0: From Providence, Rhode Island, in the Minute with Mary studio, welcome to the Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter, so grab your favorite wands and time turners. Let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of the Potterverse. I'm your host, Mary Larson. My name
1: is Blake, and I wish I had one of those local pubs that I frequented. That was just the place that you went, and you know the bartender. Yes, I just wish I had Cheers. Essentially, (laughs) Um, you know, I used to. We do live close. We do live near Cheers. Yeah, I mean. In context, I in suppose. In, like, normal people context, yeah, not like, Rhode Islander if context. If, like, you're in Texas, yeah, yeah. we're close to cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, no, I wish we, I wish I had that. I Like, with the guy just knows, or the gal knows your name, and, you know, you, you show up, and, hey, everybody knows you. you say, hey, uh, Merry Christmas, and blah, 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 blah. You're like, yeah. I used to have that. Um we, we, when before we started recording this podcast uh, live, uh, well, we were recording it live, but before the audio version that you're now listening to, uh, we have our pre-show, and I asked everybody what their favorite pub is uh, in the pre-show. And Marvin, do you have a favorite pub? Do you have a favorite place that you go to where you're like, man, I love that place. I love going to grab a drink there. I love just mingling.
0: No, not anymore. I mean, my favorite place to be right now is my bed. So I feel like since having children a decade ago, um, if I have the choice of going out late to have a drink with some friends or snuggle in my bed, wear pajamas, and read a book. Well, even one in the past. Mm.
1: Even, even one in the past. Yeah, like a place that oh. you remember that you fancy.
0: Yes. Okay. So I do remember in my younger years, I used to go to this place called the Wicked and Pub mm-hmm. and they would have raffle night on Thursday nights and everyone that came in got a raffle ticket and you'd go in and you get your pint of whatever but then throughout the evening they would draw dar prizes with mm. the raffle tickets and it was amazing because they were raffling off stupid things. Like things the bar got for free mm-hmm. so like free coasters or free light up signs of of brews that you would never have and it was just so odd and it was a really dirty place like very much <laughs> like the hogshead so just picture the hogshead having random raffles of like you know knockoff butter beer brand. Coasters, but as you enter with your dirty pint glasses, you get excited because you're like, "I might win, I might win." And then, and then say Lee Jordan wins. Say Lee Jordan wins the knockoff brand butter beer brand coasters. N- you don't cheer when someone wins. You heckle them. You say, "Oh my gosh, they're in cahoots together. They cheated!" Like you just heckle. Kind
1: of like when you won the free. Uh, membership to the St. Andrews Society.
0: And then if no one won, say the person who had the winning ticket already left early, Mm -hmm. everyone in the pub would be like, one, two three mm-hmm. loser and then they'd move on they pick somebody else but it was just it was it really felt gross and dirty and it was all cobblestones because we live in new england so it's it we have a lot of like old things yes. that i feel like this felt very much like england so that was my hogshead experience but raffle night on thursday night so i'd say the wicked and pub yeah. would be my hometown place that i went back when i used to go out yep yep and now i don't my hogshead
1: experience <laughs> i think would be the Uh, the pub at my old school at St. A. St. Anselm College. See, in my school, they wanted everybody to stay on campus as much as possible. So we had apartments in our campus. We had, like, it was a really nice campus. And one of the things that they wanted to do was they wanted to minimize, you know, people going out, driving, and consuming alcohol when you're juniors and above, or, you know, obviously 21 and above. So they had a pub right on our campus, and it was just called the pub and so we would go yeah and we know we since we would go all the time we knew the bartenders we knew the people that uh ran the security all the students would be there and there were traditions for each class and for some reason on saturday nights every saturday night uh everybody in the class would would huddle around the we had a pool table we had the whole thing and we we would all huddle around the the uh, the jukebox, and we mm. we would put on the song "Simple Man" from Leonard Skynyrd, and we would sing "Simple Man." Wow! And that would be our, I None of us were Southern. We weren't from Alabama. We 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 were in <laughs> New Hampshire, of all places. And here we are singing Leonard Skynyrd. I I have no idea why.
0: Isn't it funny how just you know you get these little traditions? So, uh, you know. And usually they're not like the cleanest, prettiest places when you get to have these little, you know, traditions come on up. Oh well, you went to like a rich school, so yeah.
1: You paws couldn't couldn't go to the pub. We we would keep you. We would weed you out. (laughs) Yeah, no paws allowed here. all right so uh, here we are oh, friends man.
0: of course no, <laughs> sorry gotta, gotta like, have fun with it Thanks for poking on me and the weasleys uh anyway <laughs> must, of course
1: must be an earl
0: <laughs> must be a mary <laughs> hand me down clothes go into a cheap pub
1: uri shirt
0: <laughs> with hand me down coasters from knockoff butter bears. <laughs> all right <laughs> must, so
1: must be a poor <laughs>
0: This is chapter sixteen, my friends, and in case you haven't guessed it, the chapter of course is titled In the Hog's Head and I wanted to do this quote uh, before I help our, our little lad. I just lost my spot too, which is so so funny.
1: What was the what's, okay. what's going on here?
0: What do you mean what's going on here? What do we, we, why is he dancing around? For? I don't know, why don't you ask him? What's going on? Here, you go ask, go, go speak to dad while I read this quote to love. Once again, friends listening, this is, this is Thanksgiving break, so our children are here all the time. Um, well said, barked Ernie McMillan, whom Harry had already been expecting to speak long before this. Personally, I think this is a really important, possibly more important than anything else we'll do this year. Even with our OWLs coming up. I'm going to pause while I say this. Blake, do you need to go take care of that? And I can do this. uh, I'll start this over. So friends listening live, you're here with me. Friends listening in the future, I apologize. But we're going to do this one more time. Parental stuff takes takes precedence. Parental takes precedence. Okay, so starting over. Well said, barked Ernie McMillian. Who, uh, whom Harry had been expecting to speak long before this. Personally, I think this is really important, possibly more important than anything else we'll do this year, even with our OWLs coming up. He looked around impressively as though waiting for people to cry, surely not, when nobody spoke, he went on. I, personally, am at a loss to see why the ministry has foisted such a useless teacher upon us at this critical period. Obviously, they are in denial about the return of you-know-who. But to give us a teacher who's trying to actively prevent us from using defensive spells. I uh, I love this. I love this bit because, you know, Harry was... It says Harry was expecting Ernie to speak up well before this. Um, You know, Harry has, in his opinion, very few allies. And so it stinks that for so long of this get-together in the Hogshead, he's standing there thinking, like, why hasn't Ernie said something? Ernie would definitely say something about this. And yet he's so silent, as if Harry didn't already feel like he was on display and and a freak in front of all these people. And yet when I read this, I... I realize it's because Ernie was really taking the time to formulate what it was that he wanted to say, keeping in mind that these are high school students, of course. He uses such impressive language. Now, granted, of course, this book was written by a grown adult <laughs> who frequently has adult language. But I mean, just picture picture someone 15, 16, saying that. Personally, I think this is really important, possibly more important than anything we'll do this year, even with our ODBLs coming up. That to me, yes, a teenager might say. But then he says, I am personally at a loss to see why the ministry has foisted such a useless teacher upon us at this critical period. That to me, like, it's so beautiful. Butterbeer, come here. Come here. Are you, are you, are you, fo- uh, you know, at a loss as well as to why this was foisted upon you? I, I just thought that it was such an impressive language. I did not speak like that when I was in high school. Uh, those of you tuning in live, Butterbeer, Come here. Uh, those of you tuning in live, did you speak like that when you were in high school? Because, as I said, it is not how I spoke. And so I thought it was really interesting for him to not only have cho- chosen that language, but, like I said, to me, this is why he took so long to say something. Because he really wanted to find the right wording. And there's friends of ours like that. Can you just make sure the gate is closed? There's friends that we have, you know, whether they're classmates of yours, whether they are people who you work with, you um, You know, family members who don't talk a lot. I am not one of those people. I definitely speak my mind way too quickly. Um, But there are other people in our life who do take the time to really digest a situation, mull it over, figure out exactly the right words they had. So, Blake, I'm just saying that I found it very interesting that Ernie McMillan, who Harry expected to speak up sooner but that's mm-hmm. harry's gryffindor impulse, right? Gryffindors yes. would be like, i'm going to speak up right away. I'm going to tell you how it is. Ernie took long and even used words such as i don't i'm at a loss to see why the ministry has foisted such a useless teacher upon us at this critical period. Obviously they're in denial about the return of you know who, but to give us a teacher who is actively preventing us from using defensive spells, i just thought that that was so uncharacteristic of a normal teenager to say foisted such a useless teacher upon us at this critical period. But like I said, I think it's because... I feel like that's
1: something that's very British. Yes,
0: but also (laughs) I I think that this is just to go to show you Ernie's character. Harry was expecting him to speak much sooner, and instead Ernie took the time to say what he meant to say, and when he paused Mm. to look around the room to see if anyone was going to fight him on on what he was saying, no one did. Mm. And I think that's because they're like, oh my gosh, Ernie's speaking up, and when Ernie speaks... He means it. He's taken the time. You know, he's a leader in his own way. Mm -hmm. You know, he commanded this kind of presence where nobody was fighting it, nobody was questioning it. So I just thought it was a really interesting bit.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's actually really apropos that you bring this up, Mary, because this chapter to me, like, you get, I think, a, a really good sense of Harry and what he's going through. But also, I think this chapter is very much about everybody that surrounds Harry and cluing them in on the kind of person he is you know what that means to them and you get a better sense of uh, the awareness of not only the harry potter legend but primarily i think what the outside perspective of harry is outside of that legend see what I'm, do you see what i'm saying Yes. Right. Like it's not just like the, I think for a lot of people, Harry is this kind of mythic figure. You hear about Harry. Harry was the one who was, you know, uh, the one who survived. The, the, the chosen. The, one. He's the chosen one. I am, I am the chosen, chosen one. one. <laughs> um, he's the boy who survived. Mm-hmm. Right. The boy who lived. But the boy. We, what else? We, we know. Statsy we know. for nerds. I'm wearing the shirt for a reason. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, but seriously, at this point, there's just kind of like these legends about Harry. You know, f- for the most part, he is, uh, uh, I would say, f- for the most part, kept to himself. Uh, I would also say that he really hasn't taken advantage of the fame that comes along with being Harry Freakin Potter. A um, new
0: celebrity. Uh, right.
1: Um, where's, my, uh, where's, my, where's my button here? I don't I, I don't got the button. Somebody was touching my stuff. That's okay. Um so, oh here it is. I'm Harry Freakin Potter! And as a result, these kids are kind of just finally learning about Harry, about what he's done, how he's done the things that he's done, and what that all means, not only for him, but in relation to them and what he can offer them. I kind of find this a fascinating chapter just because you do get such a larger perspective.
0: Yeah, the class body of the students going right. on. You we're so frequently just with either the trio or maybe Harry's bunkmates, mm-hmm. um, but that's pretty much it. You know, we occasionally get a Lavender Brown, a Lav-Lav, um, right. but, or Ginny might pop in here or there, but we do, we get a bit more people and we really get to flesh it out and get to see that there are a lot of people. So as Dumbledore's army is getting formed, uh, we get to know some more of these Characters, which is pretty exciting to see that that there is this whole student body force. It's not just the trio anymore, that more kids really are concerned. Well, you can see
1: see that I think the author is starting to build out the cast of characters, Mm -hmm. probably for what's about to come. Not necessarily Dumbledore's army, but the Battle of Hogwarts. So that when there are you know casualties all right or when you know there are things that are happening outside of just harry you get a sense of oh i know this person because yes right i see this person i saw that person when so when there is uh, some kind of fate that is doled out to that person you have more than just oh that's a name that's oh i remember that thing you know what i mean i do and that's important
0: so on that note it's time to get into the show.
1: Oh, geez. We're here. What? what? We haven't even gotten into the
0: show yet? No. That, ah! was, that was just the title of the chapter in my quote. Oh,
1: my. <laughs> here I am thinking that we. we, we uh. no, I don't have the
0: soundboard. I know. I so know. So I just was really hanging well, that's out. That's why I went on. on. That's why I went on, is like I did. I just thought you were really passionate about Ernie McMillan. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the oh, show, Blake. Oh,
1: my God, if it was Joe McMillan, then I'd be in. <laughs> Not freaking Ernie McMillan of Too all bad, people. Too bad, Blake. <laughs> oh, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good.
0: Now, friends, of course, uh, we want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you thanks to our friends at Join 15 minutes into it. <laughs> uh, our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. <laughs> are getting some holiday gifts and I have extended yes. our holiday gift giving and holiday cards. So if you want to get some mail all the way from Providence, Rhode Island, you still have time as long as you sign up before the end of Small Business Saturday. I've extended it for Black Friday and Small Business Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be real with you it's just because there's hundreds of cards. So as long yeah. as you sign up before we have mailed the last card, you too can get one from yeah, Providence, Rhode say, Island. Yeah, I feel um, like
1: I feel like by Cyber Monday we, yeah. should, we should be... <laughs> Yes. Pretty much cooked.
0: So uh, if you head on over, we're actually going to be doing some other fun things at jointhenerdclan.com. If you're a fan of the show The Crown on Netflix, mm-hmm. you get access to our Keep Come Crown On podcast.
1: And you get to hear bake. Betty talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bake, uh, Blake's wait, Baking with Blake. Yes. Um, Blake loves to bake and he has been sick recently. But now that he's back, in addition to podcasting right now, he's actually going to be baking some pizza Later today, so you'll either get to tune in live and have some discussions with him or in post you get the recipe and you get the replay. So we'll have some also Christmas cookies and other fun things happening in December as extra thank yous for our friends at JoinTheNerdClan.com. All right. So oh, on hold that on, note. Hold on.
1: We're, obviously, we're alive right now. Yes. And Kevin on YouTube says, at least Blake wasn't going on about Justin Finch Fletchley for that long. <laughs> no, you want to know why, Kevin? Because there's nothing to say about okay. JFF.
0: Anyway, so the quote. <laughs>
1: Worst character. sorry
0: we already did the quote (laughs) the recap about this chapter as i said it's chapter 16 in the hogshead this is where the trio is in the hogshead having a meeting with other students who are interested in having harry teach them defense against the dark arts lessons and then um we learn a little bit about Ginny's boyfriend michael corner Mm. hey all right Mm. so where do you want to kick things off?
1: Well, you know, it's great that you bring up uh the Michael? The, the new boyfriend. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh and I, I think there I think the inclusion <laughs> of the of the brand new boyfriend mm-hmm. here is very much on purpose. Right? And not just because, hey, Ginny, Ginny's like, you know, seeing these other guys. It's I think there's these uh it, it ties back to me to the sorting hat. Where at the beginning of this book, the sorting hat saying, hey, uh, we got all these divisions. We really shouldn't have these. Maybe we should all think about getting rid of these houses and just be one school. Within that context, Mary, I think there are two really important things that happen in this chapter. The boyfriend being one of them. The other in the mirror aspect of that, the boyfriend, is Harry. Uh, and not that Harry needs to be with Ginny, but that Harry doesn't necessarily trust all of those people that are around him, right? Um, and I just, I think that there there is like, especially with how cold he was to Zacharias, uh, like he doesn't really see other people as his buddy. He's still like, at an arm's length, and in, in this case, yet, a, a, and that to me is a representation of the division within the school, right? Of how you're you, I'm me,
0: you're a Grave- Ravenclaw, I'm yeah. Gryffindor. We're gonna do you're what Ibis, we're gonna do, okay?
1: Yet at the same time, through Ginny, we're seeing the opposite and the answer to the division, and that is she's a Gryffindor dating this Ravenclaw, mm-hmm. and they seem, by all accounts, to, to be happy and whatever. I just I find that dichotomy I think very intentional in this chapter because what eventually happens with Dumbledore's army right is that the all of these students
0: well he joins and he actually right. like actively fights against the Carrows in the Deathly Hallows book in the Battle of Hogwarts so just like you were saying previously in the beginning of this podcast you know when we get to meet and flesh out a lot of these characters it is because we do get to see them carry on he ends up spoilers of course this is how we roll friends <laughs> we, we are spoilerific he ends up dating Cho Chang um, Cho Ginny's gonna break Trey. up with him like we're gonna we're gonna see Michael Corner granted he's not a character that we get to see in the movies that kind of made this into Dean Thomas you know Snogging, mm-hmm. um, but of course, in the books we just get to have a bit, bit more, <laughs> a bit bigger, like a bigger universe. We get to flesh things out a little bit We're more. We're just gonna
1: play that. <laughs> like.
0: Did not mean to. It wasn't. But what me. I like about it, it too me. is it takes because of course Harry's so excited in this chapter. Cho's there and she speaks up for him and, and she wants to know more and at the end of the chapter everything's la di da to Harry. Harry who's been bah humbug for this entire book after he leaves the hogshead and Cho has, you know, granted you know, is still sad about Cedric, but has eyes for Harry and is excited. Harry like flips a switch. He is pumped. He's ready to go. Teach Defense Against the Dark Arts. Chose into him. He's excited. And I love this with the Michael Corner and the Ginny and the Ron and everything, because this is 15, 14 year old stuff. Granted, we have a son who is in fifth grade and I cannot fathom, you know, that this is potentially going to be his future in the next couple of years of the mm. love romances and the triangles and then this, that and the other thing. But like I remember back to those ages and that mm-hmm. was what it was like. You're just having blossoming romances and interests and having someone like you, having someone show attention to you who you fancy changes your entire day I mean you could have flunked a test you could have had a terrible interaction with a teacher you could have lost your sporting event but if the person that you liked Mm -hmm. smiled at you or said your name or just like walked by you it changed your whole day
1: all all very true right all very true absolutely I
0: (laughs) and as an older sibling myself I had my younger brother in school uh my younger brother he he was like oh my gosh Casablanca. I don't even know what he was. Casablanca. What, a, not Casablanca. What's the Casanova? <laughs> <Casablanca>.
1: <laughs> you know what, Mary? We're just gonna. Thank you. There Thank you. you.
0: Go. Um, he Casablanca. he came in freshman Casablanca. year and just had like new girlfriend of the week, and I had so many people coming up to me be like, "Oh, your your brother was snogging." They weren't calling it snogging. Your brother was so. <laughs> listen man it's a holiday weekend give me a break (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just saying i felt ron's pain i felt ron's pain it's hard sometimes to unsee your younger sibling and so when they start to have their own romances and interests it is hard so i appreciate and hermione has kept this a secret for the whole summer yes Hermione? You I'm know not, what sure she is? I <laughs> <laughs> not sure if I can recover
1: from Casablanca.
0: Hermione if I can. is is all about who run the world, girls. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Marvin.
0: You're welcome, Blake. Oh, my God.
1: Hey, you know what was actually really cool about this chapter? Everything. Uh, yes, but uh, <laughs> the fact that we get introduced to Aberforth and we don't even know it.
0: Oh the little droppings that we get
1: so great so great i mean how like I, what is it i have it written down here um oh what was it
0: uh about the description of him
1: yeah 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 the, like uh the, the fact that harry thinks that there's something familiar about about him and the fact that he sm- uh the place smells like go- goats i just i I would love those two descriptions. The
0: barman was a grumpy looking old man with a great deal of long gray hair and beard. He was tall and thin and looked vaguely familiar to Harry. Um, what's also interesting is Harry has seen the previous picture of the Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. and Aberforth was in that picture i believe right, right so not only would there be resemblance of dumbledore but actually harry has seen yes. aberforth dumbledore Just in a
1: younger version of previously him, so.
0: yeah. um and then you know he has gray hair rather than silver hair and um he peeks up when he hears the name dumbledore because that's his name too right exactly <laughs> and of course he stares at harry's scar and it really makes you wonder how much did aberforth know at this point was aberforth really close with with james and lily potter being that he was in the Order of the Phoenix. Did he mourn James and Lily? Has he been keeping an eye on Harry as well?
1: I feel like they must have, uh, that he must have.
0: I bet you he was friends with Lily. I bet that they, like, shared, I don't know, like, bread recipes or something. <laughs> you know that'd be something. Lily was a great baker. She, she was good at was Potion. Totally she was an amazing dough. baker. Totally insane. Oh, my dough. gosh, right? Because baking, we've, we've got Tammy uh, joining us live. Tammy's an amazing baker as well. Baking is a lot like potion making. You have to be very specific. You have to be yes. very careful. Yes. Um, and I feel like... I feel like Lily would have shared with him some great bread recipes.
1: She would have been all about the bread life with yes. him. I totally agree. <laughs> and he had no problem eating the bread, right? Yeah, s- certainly. So I, oh, this is the book, again, I feel like where the author is now setting everything up. I think we've gotten to the point, There, there is definitely a, a demarcation point here, right? Between books 1 through 4 and then books 5 through 7 right there's i th- i think the the idea at least in book 2 was to get to book 4 and then from book 5 on she was probably thinking all right now i've created i've built my world or i'm continuing to build my world but I got to get to an endpoint here, and I have these things in mind. Well,
0: the movies had started too at this point, right? So, you
1: know? so it's my sense is she, because of all these little things mm-hmm. that keep popping up, especially in this book, she is now building towards the end. Yes, here, right now,
0: right here, right now. <laughs> yeah, if someone's introduced to you, they will be back. We are not introducing. I mean, in general, no more in J- the F- universe. F- F-
1: <laughs> JFF useless character. No
0: stop! He was not useless. He was important because he was a mudblood. Okay, it's important. Thank useless, you. The oh my worst. God! Blake, stop! Worst, the worst. Stop! Stop! <laughs> You're gonna make me mad like you did on Thanksgiving yesterday. What did I do? Oh, you know what you did. What did I do again? To our son when we played. Uh, oh, what I do didn't you do me? it to him. I know, but in front of him. Oh.
1: Oh, Blake. whatevs. We were playing a game, yeah. And I, what was it? What if I? Uh, what would you look like if yes. you if you saw Me, the cutest animal mad. in yes. the world? Blake. Okay, and I and yeah, I gave a hand gesture that Mary. I I had a I was a few butterbears in. All right, and I was feeling a little loose. Oh my god! I gave a hand gesture that she didn't I, appreciate. No, I
0: didn't. <laughs> going to make me mad all over again. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we go. Um, there's been a couple of things that have been happening over the next couple of weeks before we even get to the hogshead. Just to show the passage of time and to show how patient Hermione is. Mm. I think this also is Hermione just collecting <laughs> evidence that they still need a defense against the dark arts teacher. She planted the seed in Harry's mind. And I sure. was like, all right, let's see how long he can stand it. Because weeks go by mm-hmm. between this, um, and they uh, they have some more Quidditch practice, which is fantastic for Ron to get some more. They get to practice vanishing their mice, um, and then it's off to the Hogsmeade weekend, which thankfully Sirius allowed.
1: Yes, absolutely. One of the thing that keeps happening in this chapter too, and I and I, I kind of like it is that Hermione and Ron. Are couching everything they say before they kind of talk to Harry, like, all right, hey, like, don't freak out, don't get mad, don't blow up. Like, I really like that because it shows their awareness of Harry. And also, it shows, like, that not everything is copacetic with Harry, not everything is, is, um, not only does he feel badly, and, like, of course, we have the the reference to Caps Lock Harry, right? But also, more importantly, we're recognizing the fact that his friends, the closest people to him, are aware of how quickly things can turn with Harry, right? Where they're aware that they need to say, hey... W- Hold on, like before before like before I say this, just let's let's take a step back and don't worry about it, but we like don't blow up
0: sensitive yeah they
1: they know he's sensitive,
0: which shows such great maturity and friendship knowledge that they have for him, and just grace that they're giving him while he's grieving,
1: yes, and I they are consciously aware of the fact that sometimes they kind of have to hold back on a conversation. That maybe in other books or other chapters uh, prior to this, they would not have held back. Yet, at this point, they are. And it, again, I think it keeps highlighting the fact that Harry is alone in all of this. Like, there's there's only so much that each of these characters can do to relate to Harry in a specific way that he would understand and appreciate. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. I don't know. So
1: I just, I like that. Again, this is another reason why this book is the best book of the series. We
0: get a mixture of Victor Krum, the bonbon, that he and Hermione have stayed in touch, of course, and he also was able to give props to Harry about him being able to do so many things. So I think over time of Hermione and Ron suggesting this to Harry and kind of giving the evidential proof, they're also having other people stand up and say it. And then when we're in the Hogshead, of course, other people then say, "Is is it true that you can do a full p- Patronus yeah. um, and of course that was Susan Bones um, Yeah, and this is
1: why again I, I love this chapter because as we were mentioning <laughs> at the beginning of the chapter when we were just talking about your quote and I didn't know it, all of these kids are learning about Harry really for like the first time like oh my god you can do a Patronus?
0: So Madame Bones goes home because this is her auntie it wasn't even her daughter yeah. it was her auntie and she probably came home and was like Susan I have to know do you have class ever with Harry Potter? And, and Susan's like, yes, yes. You know, we ride the Hogwarts <laughs> Express all the time and there's this and there's that. And Madame Bones must have been a few fire whiskeys deep because she really should not have been talking about classified information that was shared in the mm-hmm. Wizengamot, but she lets it happen with Susan. And she's like, girl, I got to tell you, that kid, Oh but she quit. Madam Bones quit. So she she's probably like whatevs. I could say whatever I want yeah, good now. Point, she yeah. quit. She beast out. Her her um, NDA
1: is no longer yes. applicable.
0: <laughs> the timeline <is> has <laughs> passed because she goes and tells 15-year-old Susan that Harry can do a full corporeal Patronus. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. I love it.
1: Like when you think about it, these kids really truly are learning about Harry the person as opposed to the legend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? The fact that Harry did Act like all of these things against Voldemort, and stood up and lived and lived but to not tell everybody
0: about it. knew it. Like that's what I'm like, saying. Yes, and so and even um you know Lee Jordan, who's been close with Harry, close to the Weasleys, he says like I didn't know this. And yeah. then Fred and we, Fred and George, of course, say our mom told us not to. There's enough attention on Harry himself. And then we have um, isn't it Justin? Fitch? Who was it? Who says? Oh, okay, it wasn't Justin. Good. Uh, It's Terry Boot who says, "And did you kill a basilisk with that sword in Dumbledore's office?" That's uh, what one of the portraits told me, and he says, "Yes, I did." And Justin Fitch Fletchley whistles. (laughs) So the portraits in Dumbledore's office are over. Are just like Madam Bones, being like, "Kid, do you know?
1: You have any idea? Do you any
0: idea who what twelve-year-old Potter did?"
1: Yeah, true. True. So he he's kind of like a li- living legend mm-hmm. at this point, point. and they <laughs> all these people are finally discovering.
0: Neville says he saved the Sorcerer's Stone, which I gotta be real with you. How many kids know what the Sorcerer's Stone is? Don't
1: nobody know what the Sorcerer's no. Stone in is. Ne-
0: Neville's pretty much talking about some random show. You know, you might as well
1: be talking about Rosetta Stone. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he saved that stone thing, and then of course Cho pipes up, saying that he went through all of the tasks in the Triwizard Tournament: dragons, more people, acromantulas, and things. Right. Yeah. So he's just got like all this time that he's built up, thinking about it, has all of this substantial proof showing. No, Harry. Mm. There's one thing, luck, but there's another thing when you've honestly done all of this, and it gives him the courage to actually do it. I love it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to talk
0: about in this chapter, Marvin? Uh, Give me one moment. Was there anything else for you? No,
1: I think I'm good. I, I, I Again, this is one of those things that like... I, he, I I also love that in the middle of all of this too, there, Harry is certainly uncomfortable with all the recognition that he's getting. Uh, yet, yet, I think it's a great lesson for Harry. I think it's something that he needs to have because... There's a moment I think where I always I always go back to um, uh, Luke Skywalker in this moment where Luke Skywalker kind of has to recognize that he's Luke Skywalker, right? Like, and it happens kind of in Return of the Jedi, where he he knows that he's kind of a big deal.
0: I am the chosen one,
1: right? And I think this is. If not now, when Luke Skywalker
0: but, struts into Jabba the Hutt's, he right.
1: knows. He knows. He knows
0: he's the chosen one.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like he knows that he's Luke Skywalker.
0: Yeah, he's Harry Potter, half blood prince.
1: And then he has to. Then he has to, like, live into that. I think this is. This might be the beginning mm. of that moment where you just kind of have to recognize that all of these things have happened to you. And yes, you are uncomfortable with the fact that you have done all of it, but you have done all of it, and that's worth something, right? Mm-hmm. And you can be what you mold yourself to be, and that is an important thing for your main protagonist to go through. Like You spend all this time building to that moment, right? Um and now you get a chance to not pay it off but slowly give the satisfaction of recognizing it and coming into their ability mm-hmm. right fully knowing that they are you know they're Luke Skywalker right it's that jabba the hut jabba the hut's palace yeah. moment right
0: um i want to note that as harry goes into the pub he sees a few people there and they seem a little odd for him for example there's just one person Whose head is wrapped in dirty gray bandages. Um, this, of course, is Umbridge's informant that we're going to find out later. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Harry's aware of his surroundings. He's a little nervous being around these people. Uh, you know, he makes that note of like how Hagrid said, like a lot of there's a lot of shady people on the hog's head and how people have their head covered. Everyone has their head covers there. Yep. Um, And then so that that person is going to play a role later for Umbridge. But then there's a witch with a thick black veil that fell to her twos and this is our Mundungus Fletcher finally doing his job showing up <laughs> and keeping his eyes on, on Potter which is super important so um,
1: You know what he's actually supposed to do Yeah for the first time <laughs> in forever <laughs> Alright uh, anything else? Is that it?
0: I think that that's it. Alright yeah. good.
1: All right, you want to do a different perspective? Sure. Let's do it
0: Holy cricket You're Harry Potter!
1: I'm Hermione Granger, and you are Ron like, Hey, Ron, how are ya? I'm so happy. Don't I just <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't your parents teach you not to start eating when you're talking? Well, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we went to this place called the Hog's Head. Yeah,
1: yeah, sure. I no heard about snacks. It. Good, no good, snacks. Great pub. That dirty that, cups.
0: That bartender though. Flickwick told us to bring our own cups. Totally <laughs> forgot. Totally. That's what you get when there's Dumbledore's and uh, not Dumbledore's. When there's Gryffindors in charge. Yes, right. We were told to bring our own cups. We forgot. <laughs> you forgot. We Whatever. forgot. And there were no snacks. <laughs> What kind of a pub is this? Tell you what, it's no three broomsticks. It's a
1: drinking pub. That's oh, all that good. matters. Yeah,
0: except Hermione blew up my spot. How so? She wouldn't let me order fire whiskey.
1: Oh. So
0: yes, drinking pub. That's the problem. No with being snacks. With Gryffindors can't even try the booze. If you were
1: with Slytherin, you'd be absolutely drinkin'. you'd I, ew, be drinking. You'd still be drinking fire whiskey.
0: Stop. That's like a swear to me. Would never. <laughs> Would never.
1: You'd be having your McLovin' ID. <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll be drinking the Hogshead blood before I drink with the Slytherins. My God. All right. so Hang with the Slytherins. Listen, I'm hangry. So I came back. Uh-huh. I, went, I went and I got some food.
1: Obviously. I
0: don't tell Hermione, but mm-hmm. I ring a ling and dinged. i have got my own bell for the house elves.
1: Oh, my goodness. I need snacks. Well, you, when hey, you need them, you it's, need them. It's,
0: it's my snack bell. Dobby and I have got something worked out. He told me he won't rat on me to Hermione. She doesn't it's need kinda to know. kind of like
1: Downton Abbey. You just show up, yes. you ring the bell, and yes. you know Jimmy shows up yes. and gives you some food.
0: Basically, that's it. But it's Dobby or Winky. Um, so it's my snack bell. Mm-hmm. So I'm back here. I'm I'm snuffling some snacks in because there was no food. And I'm hangry because not only was I hungry, angry, but my sister. My sister's had a secret
1: boyfriend. Yeah, some Ravenclaw
0: Before I jabroni. have a girlfriend. This is why I'm actually mad.
1: I don't blame you.
0: My younger sister has a boyfriend before I have a girlfriend.
1: Well, you know, she, she she's not that bad of a looker. I don't. I know she's a four
0: She's year. my sister, so that means I must look good. <laughs> 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 if she looks good, so must die. We have the same genes, and yet no girlfriend You're for sure me. You weren't adopted. I mean, they color your hair red. Hand me down clothes, red hair. <laughs>
1: Must be a weasel.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. Must
1: be a poor from <laughs> Rhode Island. It.
0: Stop it. <laughs> so, needless to say, I came back after the hogshead. Everyone's happy except me. Yeah. And I rang my bell and got my snacks. <laughs> the end. What's
1: the no? What? What, what's the
0: snack what? of choice? What do you? What are you? What are you looking at? Everything. What do you mean everything? You don't like how people in America have Thanksgiving sandwiches? And yeah, it's sure. Like, so basically, I just have the house elves make me a sandwich with whatever is for dinner. It's delicious. <laughs> Just
1: slap some mayo in that oh bad God. boy and Throw you're good. Throw some cranberry
0: sauce. Good to go.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Treckle tart. Uh, pumpkin pasties. Smoosh it all together. Blood, all blood pudding. I don't care.
1: <laughs> suddenly and suddenly nah. Ron's from Rhode Island. I don't care. You got your Siggies and beer too? Yes. <laughs> Down at the Packy?
0: The end. End scene.
1: Uh, all right. Here we go. We got some uh, email here. You ready for that, too? Yes, I am. All right. Here we go. Oh, here. All right, Mavin. Let's get the first one. This one comes from, I think it's Avraham. I'm, I, I'm not sure the pronunciation. I apologize if that's not it. Uh, but they say, I discovered your podcast on Spotify around a month ago and just caught up. Hello! Holy smokes, that's a lot of that's a lot of listening in one month. I originally read the Harry Potter at some point after it came out. One of my siblings took it out of the library, and I started reading it and got hooked. Nice. I read all the rest as they came out, but sort of lost interest as the wait in between them came out longer and longer and longer. That's Recently, hard. though, I started listening to the audiobooks, and once again, I am hooked. It also makes for interesting dreams when you fall asleep to it. I can only imagine what our children dream when they listen to it, because that's the same thing that they uh, fall asleep to as well. Jim Dale in his crooning tones it's of, so good. Of, uh, of of one of the many books. Um, I want to comment on what you said at the end of Chamber of Secrets, when McGonagall said, and breaking 50 rules along the way. You guys were giving her flack for it, but I think... It is hilarious, given the circumstances. So who can get upset by it? Just my two cents. Thank you for the great podcasts. P.S. Your accents are amazing for discussing such a book. Can you imagine a New York accent? It would totally mess it up. Listen, 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 listen. My friend. Ain't nobody from New York coming out on this podcast.
0: That'd be like a Slither and having a drink with Ron Weasley. Oh, my
1: God. Freaking New York. That's the one place... I could spend like an hour there, and then I gotta go.
0: Yeah, Blake doesn't fare well there.
1: I do not do well in New York. I, I thrive. If I, I guaranteed, if Mary had not married me, she would be in New York right now, in Manhattan, yeah. somewhere doing whatever, wearing a black dress, walking somewhere with her, her her phone in a in a Fendi bag, you know, you know, in her crook of her arm. Okay. Some, you know, with sunglasses on. All
0: New Yorkers listening in are like, that's not how it's like.
1: Whatever. You're all the same. All oh, you New Yorkers. Get out of here, New York. Oh, my York. God. All right, Ron. You got, you got this Move thing. Move on. Oh, New York's so great. Yeah. It is. New York's the worst.
0: No, it's not. You can't
1: even order a pizza properly in yes New York.
0: you can. You just are too slow. No. I, 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 I Exactly. Move on. Move on. <laughs> the next one comes from
1: <laughs> Serena. She says, I just listened to your most recent podcast episode, and when you read out my email, I totally freaked out well, she's
0: gonna freak out again right
1: unfortunately now. i was in bed so i couldn't do anything too crazy <laughs> but i was silently mouthing oh my god oh
0: my god oh my god you guys to myself so much <laughs> oh my god
1: thank you so much for your podcast especially for um for uh, well, hold on especially for reason uh, my question it's what? okay for for answering my que- whatever she she's thanking thank us for you. bringing the question okay great I turned 12 on the 15th of November. So oh this my gosh, sounds happy like belated birthday. Well, it could be December, but what else? So I'm almost the age of the kids in the second book. Yes. And I first read this series when I was about seven. Love it. I now own the whole series in two of the Philosopher's Stones. I think someone gifted the second one to me because it is the more recent version. And I love your podcast so, so much And now that I'm all caught up on the episodes, I'm going to have trouble finding something half as good as your podcast to listen to while I wait for the next Well, I'll just say stay
0: tuned as we are going to be having something appropriate for your age and reading uh, coming up very, very soon. So stay tuned.
1: And Mary, before we continue, would you have any other recommendations on any other Harry Potter podcasts that someone could listen to? Oh. Uh, Ones that you like? You know, I mean, listen, the people that listen to us, they're going to keep listening to us because they they like listening. But, you know, if if there's something else that they want to listen to, would you recommend anybody else?
0: I honestly think Harry Potter and the Secret Text, which I think is like the top one, Mm -hmm. is fantastic and it just kind of challenges you Mm -hmm. in different ways. So that's that's a fun one. Sure. Um, I also recommend this guy, Sam, who does Harry Potter sleep stories. Oh. Um, he has a Scottish accent. Oh. And it is so good. It is so <laughs> good if you just need something to listen to while you sleep. A Scottish accented guy yep. named Sam. Uh, not, yes. Sam Heughan, not Sam Hewen. Not Sam Hewen. But who talks about stories by Harry Potter. <laughs> I think it's called like Sleep Stories with Sam. <laughs> and he does different um different stories for different books and series and things oh, okay. like that so but he definitely has a few harry potter related ones so. all right awesome okay great. love you sam
1: so here we go um uh, by the way i really uh hold on sorry i currently have trouble with getting myself into school but the books and your podcast always uh lift my spirits and help me so much by the way i really like it when i hear your kids on the podcast they Aww. sound so cute and i hope that one day i could watch one of the podcast episodes live now that i've listened to them all Thank Thank you so much for your podcast, and I hope you have a great rest of the year. Well, Serena, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, hopefully Serena. we Hopefully we keep putting up uh, enough podcasts for you so that you keep listening and enjoying and helping you get into school. So and Serena,
0: said. if your parents want, they can potentially get like our email or text reminder so that you'll know when we go live. Yes,
1: that's true. Yeah, so, absolutely. Good and point. anybody,
0: if you just go to maryinblake.com, there is a pop-up that comes up asking if you want our emails. Mm-hmm. So make sure you fill that out so that that way you can get an email because we'll let you know when we go live.
1: That's right. The last one comes from Sophia. She says, hey, this is Sophia. You asked me what house i'm in and she says i am a griffin claw and also love the percy jackson series so thank you so much and that is from sophia wonderful and that is that for now and of course if you uh the listener our dear listener or anybody that is live uh watching us now if you'd like to get in contact with us send us an email send us some thoughts you can just go to uh, your email uh, app of choice and email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail of any comments or concerns, questions or whatever. Just again, go to maryandblake.com, click on the voicemail button and you'll see where you can leave us one there. So That's that right. is that. All right, Marvin, you ready to close this bad boy sure out? Sure am. All right, let's, let's uh, get it done. Oh, I was thinking, you know, nah, I'm not gonna, I'll just do it. I'll do the normal one. I was thinking, uh, Marvin, about closing out to Simple Man oh, well, just you. just for the sake, <laughs> for all my St. A's oh, yes. alumni out there. If all- anyone
0: is a St. A's alum and listens to the Potterverse, please email us so that way we know. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, thank you, friends, so incredibly much for tuning in. As Blake and I said in the beginning of the podcast, this is listener-supported. So if we have brought you Lumos in a time of knocks, we highly recommend that you head on over to jointhenerdclan.com, whereas for as little as $2 a month, you can participate in helping make these free podcasts possible for worldwide listeners. Uh, and if you join at the Kinsman level and above, you're going to be getting some holiday mail from us. Who doesn't love Owl Post? All the way from Robin's so island and if you join at the Sassanoch level or higher you'll also be getting a gift which i promise you as a Potterverse listener you're gonna like yes um so make sure you head on over we do close these uh memberships this holiday weekend so thank you very much if you're already a member there and on that note my name is mary my name is blake mischief managed